This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground and running at a low, low cost. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today to get started. Hit up the contact us section, fill out your information, and your show could be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast platforms in no time. It's professional-sounding podcast production done the right way at a low rate without you ever having to think about any of the production stuff you don't have to learn how to edit you don't have to learn how to get your show wherever you need it to get to all you have to do is sign up with pretty easy podcasts worry about the content worry about being creative and doing your show your way go to prettyeasypodcast.com. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of July 28th, 2019. This is the road to 2020. And this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. This weekend, the XFL puts the finishing touches on the league rule book. And future XFL players are in training camps with NFL teams. This is episode 79 with our eyes on training camp. Welcome, football freaks, to another pit stop on the road to 2020. And man, it is on because we are actually at a moment where XFL players are on football fields right now. And well, they don't know that they're going to be XFL players exactly right now, Vince, but they're on on (laughs) fields right now practicing and getting ready for the season they just don't know it yet yep training camps in nfl uh have uh for nfl teams have started it's a very exciting time and i'm just on pins and needles right now you know usually you're very interested in who's making the team now you're very interested in who's not making the team we are. We are interested in who's not making the team. We cannot wait for – I can't wait for NFL training. we got to get the countdown going, Bryant, for training camp to end. I know it's what we're just over a month before they all end, but I want to know the exact uh, minutes and seconds so we can count that down, just like we're counting down the road to 2020, which, by the way, we are 28 weeks away from kickoff. So many countdowns. We just passed 200 days to kick off for the XFL. Weeks-wise, we're 28 weeks away. 28 Uh, weeks! (laughs) And I guess training camp ends the 25th of August, I want to say. So uh, count that back from whatever day it is. Actually, actually, believe it or not, uh, I think for some clubs, it may even end a little earlier than that. Um, it, it's it, it feels like training camp started earlier this okay, year. Okay, here's the day that matters. NFL cut day is yes. August 31st. Yes, that's the day that you, that everybody's got. And I right just want to make sure. Do you guys realize you? you pl- I, I, and I, Jake's not here this weekend. I think he's uh, ca- camping in the middle of nowhere right now. I think he's on like a vision quest. Area 51. Final. Yeah, he's he's storming Area 51. <laughs> I don't know what Jake's doing, but I think it's a, his final moment. 
because he knows things are about to get cooking. We've got cuts coming, which means signings are going to be coming. We're going to be analyzing. And we have a whole rule book, which I think he's most concerned about, Vince. I mean, big things are just about to happen. But right now, I think for me, big things are I'm I'm reading uh, news and notes from every single NFL training camp. We're going to get into some player names later on in the show. It's really a fun moment, if, especially if you're into uh, scouting the players and thinking about which players are going to be in this league. Last week, though, we talked a whole lot about oh, a bunch of different things. The rule book, for one. Uh, and we gave Vince last week our our number one rule that we would keep of all the new rules that have been proposed and ideas we've been talking about. And I said the 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 fact that every player has communications in their helmet would be the most important. And I know I'm correct now because I have this uncle who just argues just to argue. And like the first time in my life, he agreed with me and said, yeah, that would be a game changer. And and I saw that on social media as well, Brian. We had uh, people reaching out to us and reaching out to me saying, yeah, the all 11 co- communications is a huge thing. Uh, shout out to our good friend Mike Mitchell at the XFL board, who also agreed with me, saying this was a true reimagining of the game based on technology. I think that's the biggest of them all still. It's... You might be right, and that, that is the biggest. Uh, I'm, I'm still... Not a fan of it, but uh, it, it is I, I, something that could definitely change the game uh, drastically from what we see in, in in any other form of football. All right, if you're not a fan of my favorite rule, then what about Jake's colors last week? Because he also gave us a whole a whole list of all the colors he wants to see for each team. I mean, did you did you did you agree with him that teams should? kind of fall in line with the rest of the city when it comes to color schemes, Vince? I, I'm always for that, although uh, a lot of cities don't fall, uh, haven't adopted that uh, that philosophy. So, you know, I mean, wh- what would you do? I mean, there, there's some some cities that have a different color for each team. I mean, how could you how could you possibly match something? Yeah, there are there aren't many there aren't many cities that are completely the same all across the board on all sports. But Jake last week put some together. Really, really, it was a fan Brian of the fact that DC United and XFL DC will play in that Audi field and they'll share a color scheme. That made a whole lot of sense to me. Most of all, yeah, a lot of his color schemes did make sense. Uh, we didn't really fight him too hard on them. Uh, I did mention that no matter what the team name is, that definitely is going to depend on what your color name. I mean, I'm sorry, your colors are. So there's that. But <clears throat> excuse me, uh, he is he is right in the sense that you want to feel like you are part of the city, and if that means you have to adapt somebody else's colors, then so be it. Whatever it is that helps you gain more fan interest, the better. And also last week uh, to wrap th- our recap of last week's show up, social media. Express some concern for you, Bryant, at XFL Show, everybody. If you feel if you feel you need to talk to Bryant or reach out to him or let us know what you're thinking uh, about his state of mind, because apparently some of you are wondering and anticipating him just storming off the show one week and getting so salty at any given moment. He's the loose cannon of the show, apparently, Vince. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's always struck me struck me as a loose cannon, but but he is a wonderful man, though I will say that. Uh, I, I would say passionate is what I'm going to go with more so than anything. 
uh, no, I'm not going to storm off. This is too big of a movement to get behind <laughs> to storm off into a into a go kick rocks or stow or anything like that. No, I am here. I might get passionate. Me and Alan, you know, we we didn't talk to each other for a few days a, a while back, but now we agreed last week. It's all fun and games for the most part. I will never get mad at you over anything except unless you continue to try to, you know, say that the Seattle Sasquatches won't be a thing. And I won't be mad, upset or, or mad about anything else you say. Uh, I respect your opinion for sure. Brian's not storming off. This is this is all fun, but uh, you know, people point, no. <laughs> people were saying people were saying you're you're crazy for think you know putting games so early in the morning. But then you look over in the Pac-12 in college football, Brighton, they're trying to have games at nine a.m. Remember. They're listening. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I I got a lot of thoughts on on that. I, you know, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll save that for another discussion. Yeah, you'll have to wait my for go- my goodness. Yeah, that's a Patreon exclusive right there, Vince. You got to join that conversation, which we did get going earlier this week. And real quick side note to our patrons who do give to the Patreon and those people who've been considering it or don't even know about it, we have awesome content over there, bonus exclusive content on our Patreon page. And this past weekend or week uh, for all you fantasy freaks who are getting ready for fantasy football. We discuss in detail fantasy football as it relates to the XFL and the necessity of fantasy football and how to approach it for the XFL. A very, a very fun mini-sode for you to check out if you're a Patreon member or thinking about becoming one. So uh, quick programming note there. And also uh, another quick social media note, guys, at XFL Show uh, phone, again, just crazy amount of alerts because apparently you started it was this you who started this crazy argument somebody started an argument on twitter and we were in the middle of it getting added bryant and people arguing over about not seeing xfl uh, mentions in newspapers and magazines that are nfl and college football previews i didn't expect to see any kind of xfl mention in a magazine like Athlon or Lindy's or Phil Steele? Did you? <laughs> where, where? Let me ask you: something. Where do you go to see a spread of football fantasy magazines now? I don't even know where. Like, do you go to your local grocery store and and there's still like a wall yeah. of magazines there? Is yeah, that, there are. I, I didn't even know that was still a thing. Uh, it's 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 August. It's not even August. It's July. The the we're we're how many weeks, Alan? Twenty eight weeks. From kickoff, we are twenty eight weeks away from kickoff. I didn't understand the the argument. I think it went back and forth from there. Yeah, I don't know how we got introduced. It wasn't me. Don't think that any argument that starts on Twitter starts with me at this point. Oh well, just um, just know we love being added. We love when you you tweet at us at XFL Show. But yeah, sometimes we get roped into these arguments, and I'll read them. We're not even saying. It. I'm, I'm saying is Bryant. Brian on the Twitter you is talking to people saying something, but no, we didn't mention anything. But people really feisty about not seeing XFL promotions in newspapers and magazines specifically, Vince, which I know you're still a reader of. Yeah, I, I am, but um, it, it doesn't really bother me that much, <laughs> you know, because you know we are still 28 weeks from the start of this season, and I, I think you know. Where we're really going to start to see some advertising is is during the NFL season yeah. because there will be games on Fox, there will be games on ESPN, and I can guarantee there are going to be uh, advertisements and promotional material for the XFL because it's going to be on those networks. Uh, that that's when you'll see it, and, and I and I think 
once the the rosters and the team names and colors are a little bit more mature, you'll have something in the market. That's a, that's exactly when I think we're gonna, we're going to see it, and I'm I'm very interested, and I know Jake is very interested in all that. Yeah, and I I love turning the pages of a magazine. I love the smell of newspaper in the morning as much as the next uh, old timey nostalgic guy. But the fact is, the league has pretty sweet TV deals, and the promotion is going to be coming hard and heavy when the time is right. And what we need to be worrying about, what the league's worrying about right now, are rules and players. And that's what we got going on this week. Football fans, it is I, Bryant. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you for joining us on this road to 2020. In what normally is a slow-paced summer and a long wait for training camp, the XFL has fulfilled the football emptiness that we all feel this time of year. And, well, this is the XFL Show's helping you out as well on Patreon. With weekly bonus content and conversations about the XFL, this is the XFL Show leaves no stone unturned in its coverage of the XFL. Listen to episodes up to a week before the general public and catch our monthly Patreon-exclusive bonus episodes where we go in-depth into a subject surrounding the XFL. Still need more? Well, we got you covered with our weekly This Is Not The XFL Show. Every week, we talk all things not XFL in the world of football, and with college football set to kick off in just a few months, come check out our Top 25 preview as Alan and Vince give their preseason Top 25. Also, coming up later this summer is our NFL Fantasy Football Special, where we will discuss some of the biggest questions surrounding all your fantasy football needs. And, if you can believe it, Jake will take part in fantasy football this season for the first time in his life. Don't wait anymore. If you haven't already, go to patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show and check it out. There is also plenty of free content there, so you have really no reason not to check it out. Patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show and get a first class seat on the fast track to XFL 2020. So let's get into it, starting with our cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. So in the uh, front offices of the XFL right now, notes are being taken about player uh, measurements, Vince. Notes are being taken about player statuses, whether it's with an NFL team or a CFL team, a college football team. Intense scrutiny uh, into who's going to be eligible, who's going to be approached, what what tier they're going to fall into, and all the things that go into building up a team within the structure of this league. And one of the important people uh, that would be a part of a front office of an NFL staff would be the director of football operations. And unfortunately, this week for XFL Tampa Bay, they lost their director of football operations to the NFL because the Eagles this week hired Catherine Rach as their football operations coordinator. And that's important because it is the latest high-profile hiring of a female to one of the uh, key NFL front office jobs and more and more of those are happening and Catherine Rach who's you know did a, a a big a big big job in the CFL with Montreal and is even if you put put her name in on YouTube you could see some interviews this is a woman who has aspirations to be the first female GM in the NFL and she takes a big step towards that by leaving XFL Tampa Bay to go work for the Eagles but unfortunately for the league Bryant uh, a key a key cog in the front office machine for the Tampa Bay franchise is lost. Hopefully that is not the first of many. Uh, but as we, we've, we've talked about before, there are going to be instances where the NFL might be able to poach some people from the league. 
Yeah, I go back and forth from whether or not it's a, a big deal or not. And, the re- and nothing against uh, Catherine Rach at all. It's, it's more of, is this expected to happen? And I think that's where I go to, yes. This, this is going to happen. This is going to um, happen quite often, probably, uh, for the XFL. Hopefully not leading up to the season, but definitely um, towards the end of next season, or the first inaugural season for the XFL, this is going to happen. Um it's an unfortunate, unfortunate situation for the Eagles, but it's. A, I'm sorry, excuse me for uh, the Tampa team. They are not named the Eagles. We don't know that. Um, but yeah, I don't like that. But name. good for, <laughs> but Catherine H. Uh, good for her, you know, and, and 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 just another big step for another high profile woman to be hired in the uh, the NFL. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. It's a bigger deal if this were to happen the other way. I think we've mentioned that in the past, where people are leaving the NFL to come to the XFL. Um, but going back, uh, people leaving the XFL go to the NFL. I think that's expected, and it's gonna it's gonna happen. Uh, I don't think it's gonna happen too often in 2019. Maybe after the uh, season in 2020. Yeah, it's gonna happen after the after the season with coaches. I think that is a big deal. I feel like that was an important person that Mark Tressman, you know, brings into to XFL Tampa Bay Vince. But I I will say that the the positive the negative for the league the positive overall for the overall football landscape is much better because I'm all about these high profile female hires because it's about damn time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Can't speak about that enough uh, to, to give women a chance to show what they could do in this industry and they, and they could do it very well. Uh, and, and I also, I'll, I'll say, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. It's a blow to the, to the XFL Tampa franchise, but it shows that, you know, they, they've, identified and signed some some obviously desirable people if the NFL is coming after them uh so, so they they've obviously not you know just picked up scraps uh to fill these positions that they they filled them with good quality people that are you know sought after for from other other leagues you know um, let's hope Vince that the the XFL in that regard is a lot like Nick Saban, where they just keep getting poached by the NFL, but it doesn't really matter. They keep fill, plugging those holes in with great people. I, yeah, that's the yeah, model yeah. you want to follow. Yeah, absolutely, and and it, it, it's going to be very interesting here. I, I would have liked to see, you know, what what she could have done there, you know, throughout, uh, you know, at least give a full season's worth. Uh, but um, I, I'll have to just fill this uh, position with somebody else. And speaking of, you know, desirable people uh, in the XFL currently, t- two other people, they're not being poached by the NFL, but they are getting to uh, observe and, and take part in an NFL training camp on the coaching side through the Bill Walsh uh, Fellowship Program. Uh, two Bill Walsh fellows with the Chicago Bears will be uh, XFL Washington linebackers coach Napoleon Sykes and also XFL New York manager of football operations, Chris Thompson. Uh, both those guys are going to be a part of the Bill Walsh program, which also, you know, it gives it gives young, uh, I believe, minority coaches a chance to, you know, sit in on NFL training camps and eventually get hired and get, you know, get their foot in the door. I think Heinz Ward's even uh, with, I forget what team I heard he was with, Vince. He's not with the Steelers. Yeah, I think it's the Jets, actually. Yeah, Yeah. so, you know, young up-and-coming coaches, this is a program that kind of gets their foot in the door, and you got two XFL, current XFL personnel guys uh, with an NFL team. Yeah, interesting. uh, I don't know what I'd call it here, an exchange of talent or 
opportunity uh, for these yeah, guys. Yeah, an opportunity. Yeah. They're on loan. Is that what we're going to say? They're on loan <laughs> it's, to the NFL I, right now. I want to say this is like European <laughs> soccer or whatever, but uh, it's a great opportunity. But I just, for you know, all it is is more proof that the XFL has desirable people currently on the staffs of these teams, and that is great. But also, you know, it, it could be an issue because those people are going to be offered some really unique opportunities at the NFL level. So uh, we have to keep our eye on that, but the XFL more importantly has to fill those holes and hopefully they can continue to do so. We'll see who the XFL Tampa Bay team replaces uh, Catherine Rach with, but uh, that I'm hoping the timing wasn't bad for them either, because this is, this is, you know, football ops coordination time. (laughs) It is, you know, you're putting together, uh, a plan of attack when it comes to building your roster. We'll see how it affects uh, XFL Tampa Bay, who I don't know if would that affect Vegas at all, Vince, in terms of the betting odds. They can't even be coming up with that before players, can they? No, I, there, there, uh, there is nothing right now, but uh, I'm, I'm sure that, that there will be. Um, I'm marking you know. this because if XFL Tampa Bay ends up stinking, I'm totally blaming it on this right here. <laughs> Just saying. Let's go to our next part of our uh, cover two here. And this is interesting because the conversation for those really following the league closely on uh, social media, the the boards that people go to, the various boards, Reddit and whatnot, and the XFL board does a great job, Brian. But anywhere where people are intently, intensely uh, talking XFL, uh, this news that came out really uh, – got people's ears perked up because uh, the XFL made another trademark uh, claim on the pro football advisory board title and intellectual property. So the pro football advisory board was trademarked by the league and a quick summary of what that trademark entails for the pro football advisory board, uh, which was trademarked by alpha entertainment. We'll say the the parent of the XFL. A quick summary is that it basically says that the pro football advisory board will be uh, among other things, a website that displays requests, reviews, recommendations, rankings, votes, polls, and surveys for users in the field of football and a website featuring information in the field of football, providing an internet website portal in the field of football, non-downloadable electronic publications in the nature of blogs, podcasts, surveys, polls, newsletters, and videos in the field of football. In the field of football is mentioned a bunch there. So that is... When they say that, I don't know. I'm thinking I, we're we're we, we're not great at speaking legalese. None of us, I don't think. We know some people who are, but in the field of football, leads me to believe that this thing is going to be an industry thing, and it's gonna, I, I'm sure, be more exclusive than what people are talking about this online, uh, be, and it being uh, a thing for fans and a portal for fans to maybe submit content and and give ideas or and talk about the league, almost like an official league board vince what do you th- what do you think of when you hear this trademark and all the intellectual pop property that went with it uh, to, to be honest I, I i can't really follow it that much um uh, uh, brian's gonna need to speak speak on this this is a little over my head it's <laughs> well what do you go to boards you go to boards you, you, you don't understand this this is this is intellectual property the league is trademarked which sounds it, it, similar well, to something a, a like when you of, go to a lot, which is Rivals.com. That's what this sounds like to a lot of people. Well, field of football? I mean, that's uh, – is that something that's trademarked? Well, no. The field so, of – this I, is saying that all of this stuff is going to be 
based on and and incorporating the field of football and people in the field of football. So is this going to be accessible to fans or I don't know. When they say the field of football, Brian, that means makes me think that this is going to be for front office people and and people within the industry. Not the hoi polloi as it were. It sounds like a f- maybe. I it's it's doesn't this just seem like a Reddit for football? I mean, that's that what, what a lot I'm of people. That's what a lot of people think. Uh, you know, on you, if you go on, if you go on Reddit and they're talking about this, or you go on social media, uh, that people think this is going to be like like an league official message board for anyone to go submit content to. But it is weird that it's not XFL specific. So it's not like the XFL advisory board; it's the Pro Football Advisory Board. Are they trying to branch out to other? Uh, um, I guess maybe incorporate CFL and NFL and things like that. That's that's where I get a little confused. Um, it, it's a pretty cool idea. I don't know exactly um, what's going to be like. Is it something that people can manage, kind of like Wikipedia and 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 Reddit, where people can post and edit and make their own contributions, or is this going to be a league based um, platform where maybe they pick and choose stuff from the internet and then publish themselves? In a more official manner. If you're asking me, I think this sounds like a, a lot. This sounds like a digital version of the reimagination committee. It sounds like the XFL is putting this out there so that people can within football with, you know, part of the club uh, to put it kind of in layman's terms. If you're a part of this club, you're allowed to go on here and speak uh, intelligently and trade ideas about the future of pro football, which the XFL is all about. Uh, you know, reimagining and moving forward into the future. And when maybe creating something like this is a great way to do that. I, I agree with that. But if there's going to be a league run version of this or something similar for fans, I'm all for it. And I almost think that would be very unique for the league to, to you know, put that out there themselves instead of having f- fan created message boards, which is mostly what happens, but a league official place for fans to go under the league banner, I think is a great idea. What about you, Vince? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, message boards are, <laughs> that sparks some, you know, some fiery interest. Uh, you know, maybe you could say it's more, uh, more of a niche thing and they need to be casting a wider net, but you know, why not set something like this up? Well, that's how you hook the diehards, get them talking nonstop and living in those boards. But to me, it doesn't sound like this is a thing for fans. We'll find out. Uh, you know, we're, uh, we've reached out to the league to get kind of some more info on it, if possible. We'll see what they say. But the Pro Football Advisory Board, Football Freaks, what do you think that entails, what that means, all that language uh, that we recited there from the trademark? And let us know what you uh, want to see from the league when it comes to fan interaction for diehards because i think that'd be a cool idea at xfl show on twitter instagram and facebook how you doing brainiacs long allen ice t here and this week on brain buster radio it's well i'd say somewhat of a reunion a man called wired it was the biggest reunion that i can ever imagine bigger than than any reunion you can think of that was made by a cinematic picture ever. And it was all leading up to the biggest party in the summer. Yes, SummerSlam just a couple weeks away from today. Brain Buster Radio here to keep you 
on track as we uh, we get closer and closer to the biggest summer party ever. And I want to invite right now. All, I'm calling all demons, all fiends, all all jungle boys, and and and, and dinosaur men to show up. For Brainbuster Radio this week, Vin Man, I want everybody to be there because it's going to be the biggest reunion of all time. Yeah, summertime is when a lot of family reunions happen. Uh, we had one this past Monday on Raw. We're going to be having one uh, on Brainbuster Radio this week, and all leading up to the biggest party of the summer. The card is starting to take shape. I cannot wait. Read it, read it, tout it, shout it, be all about it, Brainiacs, at the Brainbusters on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Junior, and Facebook. Download Brainbuster Radio on any podcast gimmick. All right, well, I, I guess that one went a little too far over Vince's head. I don't know. Uh, he it, he lives on Rivals.com. I don't understand it, Vince. I, I thought you would grasp that one a little bit better, but perhaps when we get into our... Our, our, our big deal here, all about players, you'll have a better understanding. Yeah, because it is all about the quality of the play. It is. And it's, well, for this week's hot read, players only. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, clip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Miller, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. We need cheese! We need you to fuck it! Hey, Alright, well, Vince might not have too much interest in a pro football advisory board. I definitely think he'll have a hound to Rodney for this week's hot read because we're talking about players who are in danger of being cut, according to NFL.com writer Greg Rosenthal, who does a great job, and we're going to pick his article apart. There are a lot of lists like this out there, but this was my favorite, guys, and we could just throw out other names if you think of any or have uh, any in the back of your brain because we're all looking at NFL training camps, scouring blogs, reading reports. Players are getting cut, and instead of getting picked up by other teams, they might end up going to the XFL, and this is a very important time for, for fans to follow it if you want to keep track of where what players go where. So we're going to look at this article, run down some names, and, you know, they say they're in danger, Brian, of being cut by NFL teams, but I look at it as these guys are all going to be the fortunate ones who get a shot at being high-caliber XFL players. Yeah, they're not in danger of getting cut. They're in they're in an advantage to get a second opportunity. I guess is the way you could look at it. Uh, yeah, the, the, that's the beauty of this all, right? Most of these players, when they got cut, had no other option other than to wait for a phone call. Now, uh, that phone call could come from someone else, and, and you could be lined up to play in the spring rather than in the fall. Well, if I'm not going to spoil the new Quentin Tarantino movie for everybody, but it's. Once upon a time in Hollywood, it's about a an actor who's in his mid thirties and he needs to go and find another opportunity outside of Hollywood in order to rekindle the fire of his career, v- Vince. And there's no that makes for great Hollywood movies and that makes for great football stories. And we're about to see a ton of them. Yeah, you know how many times have we seen you know guys you know, that that were down and out. 
in the NFL and then and then come back uh, to, to be big stars. And this is just going to add to the drama. Well, let's run down this list that uh, Greg Rosenthal from NFL.com put together and, and see if you see any of these players playing in the XFL in the future, guys. We'll start with some running backs. Theo Riddick, who I'm sure a lot of you in PPR fantasy football leagues have uh, have stashed away in the past, but he's in danger, according to NFL.com, of being cut by the Lions. I, I, I'm I'm not so sure about that because he's got a very unique skill set, uh, a, a tremendous pass catcher, uh, the running back position. Even if he would get cut. Uh, I still think he winds up on an NFL roster. I really do. No, ch- So you're saying no chance of an XFL future for Theo Riddick? Yeah, I, I, I can't see it at this point. Unique players are going to stay in the NFL like that. You're right. I'm, I'm with you. Much like Darren Sproles, who is, you know, 400 years old, Brian, but still got another one-year contract in the NFL because those little running backs who are able to scoot out of the backfield, catch the football, and make some people miss with some jukies are way too valuable in the NFL. Yeah, Theo Riddick might not be a good example of this, but you are going to see players who don't want to ride a bench all year. That's that, that's going to be the reality of the situation, especially at running back. Uh, Alan, you talk about all the time, they're, they're a dime a dozen. And, and, and in reality, that might be a, a degrading term, but it's true. Running backs have a short lifespan. They have a, That's why there's two running backs right now being held uh, holding out of uh, NFL training camps because they know their value is short-term. So Theo Riddick, maybe not one of them, but some of these other running backs we're about to talk to, uh, talk about, excuse me, uh, probably don't want to ride the bench all year, and that might be the reason they come to the XFL. Yep, maybe someone like C.J. Prozeis, who plays for the Seattle Seahawks and you know, has been a, a pretty important part of their, their run game over the last few years, but has faced some injury woes. I, you know, I think with the run game really shaping up in Seattle and them collecting some running backs and getting that game going again, Vince, I could see C.J. Prozeis getting cut and going to the XFL just because the injuries, injury history might scare people away in the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, we all know that the best ability is availability. And uh, you know, this um, this kid ha- hasn't been able to stay healthy. And like you said, the Seahawks are stockpiling uh, running back talent. Uh, th- this this would be a coup for, for the XFL to get this guy a star running back out of Notre Dame. Uh, so I, I definitely could see this happening. And maybe he could uh, he could play in Seattle. Not have to move. That's what I'd root for for him. We'll see. What about Rex Burkhead, uh, Bryant, the New England Patriots running back? Who was he, was he one of the guys who had one of the dagger runs at the end of the game in the Super Bowl against your Rams? I'm about to start off this show. I'm not trying to anger you. I'm just asking you a question. Well, <laughs> Rex Burkhead, a big goal line running back. I mean, I feel like someone is getting cut from New England, but. I don't feel like a Patriot is going to be able to land on the an XFL roster, Bryant, because I feel like everybody's any NFL team is going to pick one of those guys up just to pick their <laughs> brains to try to get inside what, what Bill Belichick's trying to do. 
It's like going to a garage sale of a billionaire. You know you're going to find something good if you just wait around long enough. It's exactly what's going to happen in New England. Anybody that gets cut from New England is probably going to get swept up by another team before the XFL. Yeah. Which uh, makes no it. sense because no. do Patriots it, ever leave that team and play no, well anywhere else? It makes else, perfect sense because Belichick has been giving this guy false information <laughs> so that he'll then give false information to whatever team signs uh, well, side note, what about the guy I thought would be a great XFL quarterback is now a receiver for the Patriots, Vince. Oh, my God. Danny Etling, you the know, former I, LSU quarterback. You know, Belichick just loves to do this kind of stuff, just, just to, you know, get people to talk about how smart they think he is. Uh, this is – I don't know. You covered this guy's uh, whole, whole collegiate career, Alan. You could tell us, does he have any skills that make him a, a wide receiver whatsoever? Danny Etling? Yeah. I, he's not He's not a fast guy. He's he's not big. He's, <laughs> at, he's athletic, but not like... Yeah, it, it's it, very, it, it's it, a, one of the biggest shockers I've heard all offseason. I, this, really. this, I mean, I, you know, towel boy... Uh, you know, uh, water carrier, you know, those I would have believed, but wide receiver. Oh, this is just, do not this degrade is just, Danny Yetling. He's an athlete. It, He's an athlete. I just never in a million years would have said that. If, if, you, if you gave me a list of, of all the quarterbacks, uh, you know, you know, backup quarterbacks in this league, you know, and who might become a wide receiver. I think Danny Etling would not have been high on my list. I'll say that. <laughs> well, actual wide receivers for the Patriots are also in danger of being cut. Uh, Demarius Thomas. Oh my goodness. That would be a blockbuster of a name for the XFL to land. I would, you know, th- this is a guy who was among the elite, but now at 31, Showing signs of, of of wear and tear, has an Achilles in his past, which is one of the worst you could have. Joins the Patriots, but he might not end up making that team, according to people following uh, Patriots training camp. Bryant, if the XFL landed Demarius Thomas and Hakeem Nix, what would you bet on either of those guys performing well? Uh, I think I think they can. Um... Would I bet on it? Uh, I'm not a betting man myself, as you know, so I'm going to say no. Um, but it, it would be a good name for the XFL, and they can contribute enough to where it wouldn't look like a, a publicity stunt. I, I think Demarius Thomas is way too good to let an injury uh, hamper him, but I also think he's way too good for another NFL team to not try him out. Vince, what do you think about a guy who ripped – the Steelers' hearts out in a playoff game uh, end up going to the XFL. Yeah, I, I think at this point in his career, you know, e- even if he, you know, bounced around a little bit, you know, t- or didn't really latch on to a team, I still think he would wait it out another year before, you know, quitting on on, on the NFL and trying the XFL. I, I don't I don't see him doing that, at least not this year. And if they got him, that would be another Super Bowl champion. The XFL would uh, have potentially joining the ranks, which uh, over under, Vince, Super Bowl champions joining the XFL. Oh, good Lord. Let's set it at five and a half. <laughs> wow, that's players, pretty high. Players. I say it's going to be over that. Yeah, me easily. too. I think we're going to have over five and really? a half former right. Super Bowl I mean, with champions. the amount of players that are going to come, you know, I, I think that's totally possible. I think we had over that in uh, in 
summer showcases. Maybe we had around four or five. We'll have to look at the list again, Brian. But uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun, fun fact to keep an eye on. I'll tell you who doesn't have a Super Bowl ring or does he even have any games played? Paxton Lynch, who's now with the Seattle Seahawks, a first round pick in Denver, but never got to throw passes to Demarius Thomas in a game. Uh, did he? I don't even remember him ever playing, Vince. Uh, he is fighting Geno Smith. We've talked about it in the past to be the backup for Russell Wilson, but Geno is in the lead there, and if Paxton doesn't beat him out, a lot of people think the XFL is going to come calling, and he'll answer. Yeah. I, 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 well, I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I just don't see Geno Smith making an NFL roster, and I, I think... Uh, he'll he'll be an XFL player. Oh, you're saying Geno Smith is going to lose out to Paxton Lynch? Yes, I do. Well, I don't believe that one bit. A lot of uh, anything you read about Seattle training camp right now, it's the other way around. But I mean, we have a wait. We have a whole month to go, I guess. Bryant, who are you betting on? And are you guaranteeing that one of those guys is an XFL quarterback? Um, yes, I will say that I guarantee one of those two will be. I don't think anybody's going to come a calling for Paxton Lynch or Geno Smith. Um, I'm going to say Paxton loses to Geno Smith, and he ends up on an XFL roster. Yeah. I'm going to go with Paxton Lynch as well. I like that for sure. I think the XFL definitely needs a quarterback with a goatee or a Fu Manchu mustache. Paxton Lynch (laughs) is fully capable of doing either. Alan, real quick, four uh, touchdowns, four interceptions, 792 career yards for Paxton Lynch. In actual NFL games or preseason games? <laughs> actual NFL games. Oh, wow. I don't watch enough Broncos, I guess. Uh, I've watched Deshaun Kaiser play NFL football. Kind of surprised he's still in the league. New coach in Green Bay, and uh, I don't know if he last Vince on the Packers squad playing behind Aaron Rodgers, and he's had his opportunities, and... Hasn't looked great. What about Deshaun Kaiser uh, going to the XFL? Yeah, I, I could see it happening. Uh, yeah, just hasn't just hasn't looked good. I um, mean, you I, know, I, he's I, he hasn't not. You know, he's not like bad like past Paxton Lynch has looked. I feel like Deshaun Kaiser has moved teams along a little bit. I think he could be a good XFL quarterback. No, yeah, there, there's no doubt he could be. Yeah, I like I like Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, Brian, what do you think of the? former Brown and current backup for Green Bay. 11 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. Uh, almost 3,000 yards, though, in his career. Yeah, he's uh, moved. The, exactly what I well. said. He's moved the ball to the other yeah, team a so lot, he, but he's moved the ball. <laughs> um, I'll tell you this. If he gets cut, nobody is going to pick him up, so I would see him in the XFL. But that's the assumption that the Packers can find somebody else to fill that role. And I don't know if that's going to be possible, based on what we're what we're, what we're seeing. Looking at the backup quarterback situations throughout the entire league with a fine tooth comb, I don't know if Green Bay has a better option unless they make a trade. Yeah, behind Deshaun Kaiser right now is Vince. You ever hear of Tim Boyle? No. Or, or Manny Wilkins? Manny Wilkins sounds familiar. Manny Wilkins was an Arizona State quarterback last year. Okay. Tim Boyle played at Eastern Kentucky. Those are the guys battling Deshaun Kaiser for reps behind Aaron Rodgers. 
I don't think it matters because I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to come out of a game this year unless he breaks his leg. Well, it, that's you know that's an excellent point. I mean, it, 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 obviously, you would love to have you know, a backup quarterback with some experience. But if you're Green Bay, if, if Rodgers goes down, you're screwed anyway. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you just you know, try to develop these kids. Yeah, try someone new. Um, yeah, I like Sean Kaiser's shot at being an XFL quarterback. I wouldn't mind if he was the L.A. quarterback. I think there's a lot left in the tank there. Although, you know, I'm rooting for Chad Kelly. What about Torrey Smith? Carolina Panthers receiver, Super Bowl champion, another one. Uh, super fast. Torrey but- Smith. Yes. Now, Alan, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, we don't know what pass interference is going to be like in the XFL. <laughs> so so we, I'm not sure how effective he'll be. Uh, but, you know, if he can still run fast, uh, you know, he'll, he'll he'll probably, you know, maybe stay with. Hey. With Carolina, but I, hey, I know you're you're disparaging Torrey Smith for his time with the Ravens, but with the 49ers, he actually ran fast down the field and caught footballs. When was that? Last year? Uh, no, a few, few, few years ago. Yeah, he was okay. three years on ago. San Francisco. Three years ago. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He, he hasn't made much noise. Um, he's on the he's on the physically unable to perform list. Currently. Well, that's not a good sign either <laughs> for his NFL prospects. Vince, I don't know what you're talking. I mean, in Baltimore, he had a, he had yards of uh, receptions of 50, 49, 65, and forty nine. God, such Pittsburgh bias on this show. Sometimes so, so he deceiving. Caught five passes? Is that what you're tell- telling? No, fifty. <laughs> Passes, 49 passes, 65 receptions, 49 receptions. Those are his reception totals over those four years in Baltimore. Uh, can the XFL use a player like this? Yes. Is he going to be able to play it? Who knows? He only played 11 games last year with six receptions. Uh, this might be it for him in, in Carolina. We'll take the load off the rest of the summer, Tory. Rest up and get ready for February. Come on. Let's do this. Tory Smith, Deshaun Kaiser. Corey Smith, touchdown XFL LA. Coach Moss goes wild, Brian. <laughs> Can you imagine Coach Moss running down the field? Oh, the side LA oh, this is stands be for excellence. What about another uh, another wide receiver uh, that you, you probably uh, played on your fantasy team and he didn't do well the week you played him, but then he had another week and he played all right and you were mad because you didn't play him that week? Laquan Treadwell, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, who have awesome wide receivers? They declined his his fifth year option for, on his rookie contract, Vince, and he's never really panned out to be that elite receiver that they drafted him to be. Yeah, I, I, hard to say what's what's wrong with this kid. A lot of high hopes from him coming coming out of college. Uh, I, I think that there's still enough. You know, there's still enough juice there. That oh. A guy like that, a guy that young for the XFL to land a guy like that would be huge. Oh, it would be huge. I just don't think he'll. uh, I just don't think he'll make it down that far. But if he, I think. But if his options in the NFL after this, they're not going to be be the the slot receiver anywhere, or be a a, a four or a five or even a five. Maybe it's going to be you know the fringes of a roster after this for him, wouldn't it? I mean, no teams are that desperate for wide receiver talent in the NFL where you could leave a team like this and have the mark of disappointment that you would have and then 
burst, you know, on the scene somewhere else. I don't know. Someone might want to stash him away, but do you want to be stashed away somewhere, Laquan Treadwell, or do you want to go be the number one in the XFL for a year at least? Uh, you guys have to help me out here. Is there a reason uh, financially to decline somebody's option a year before you actually have to decline it? In the Oh, for an NFL rookie contract? Yeah. Do you save cap money if you decline a contract in its third year when it's... He still has one more guaranteed year on his rookie contract. That's what he's playing under. But they declined his option in year three for year five. That's that's That would hurt as a receiver, personally, to me. I mean, he, he stands to be probably, at best, the fourth receiver on any given team in the NFL. Uh, this is probably a perfect example of someone who should really consider uh, the XFL to... To rejuvenate his career, really, only 40 receptions through three years. Not great. He didn't even get a touchdown his rookie season. Uh, that didn't happen until uh, year three. Yeah, I think if he got cut by the Vikings, he, uh, I don't know, he might get swooped up by by a team like the Packers or Bears, Bryant. But I would, I would, if I was, <laughs> I mean, it's what happens. You always snatch guys from teams in your division. But do you follow but, the money yeah. or do you follow... The career path. That's the question. That's do you what just I go say. for a year exactly. and take money, or do you go to the XFL to rejuvenate your career? Totally the guy who is going to be in his prime that might have to think about the XFL and should. Uh, and I don't know if this guy falls in line with that as well. Cam Meredith, who left the Bears for the Saints last year but didn't really pan out as the uh, you know the compliment to Mike Thomas, Vince, in, in New Orleans. Cam Meredith also had an injury history, but was once upon a time the leading receiver for the Bears. Yeah, uh, this guy who's been, he's been productive in the past. Alan, you ought to speak to us about you know what the the wide receiver room looks like in New Orleans. I mean, do they have room for this guy? For Cam for Cam Meredith, I mean, kinda. I mean, they've got room for more receivers in New Orleans than most teams do, but. With guys like, uh, you know, lower on the depth chart, like Austin Carr stepping up last year, and they drafted a rookie, Traquan Smith, out of UCF, who was really good last year. Cam Meredith kind of got pushed down the depth chart. And I- injuries, man, they'll, they'll kill you. And, and they'll force you, force you to get, uh, on, you know, on the phone looking for other opportunities. Maybe the next one for Cam Meredith uh, should be the XFL. I don't know. I... I I don't see him. I think definitely another NFL team would come calling for a a Saints. The sixth receiver on the Saints could be someone's really solid three or four. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's possible. Uh, Carlos Hyde, a huge name at running back, is with the Chiefs currently, um, who is, I don't know, I think going to be relied upon because isn't running back depth not great at KC? They have him on the list here, Vince. Yeah, yeah, they had. Yeah, yeah it was a host of players uh, last year after uh, Kareem Hunt was was put down. Um, so, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, I, I, you'd think they would want to keep him if they went out and signed him. Yeah, I don't see that. I, I don't, I don't know. see yeah, him getting I cut. Big, way too. Way too big of a name around the league, I think, to not get yeah. stashed this on is, another. Yeah, this is maybe the most uh, perplexing one here. All right, and now let's go through these real quick. And uh, they have these other names at risk, which I really love because they're actual kickers on here. Mason Crosby and Chris Boswell, two 
team good kickers once upon a time for for good teams Bryant do you, how many XFL kickers do you think we'll see with uh, NFL uh, you know experience or do you think we'll see a lot of stories which you see in this you saw this in the original XFL and you even see this in the CFL now they have like half the kickers in the CFL were security guards or janitors or MMA <laughs> fighters I'm going to tell you this right now this is my prediction. My bold prediction for the XFL is you will not see any kickers or punters drafted in October. They will all be signed after the NFL. Well, no, I'm sorry. After the NFL regular season. Hmm. That's, yeah. That's not that bold. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> it's the last position to worry about, I think. But, yeah, all right. I could see it. <laughs> um. There was sarcasm in that. I don't know if he understood. Oh, I could. I didn't catch it. I, I mean, that was. Yeah, that's. I'm hoping that Chris Boswell is not signed by the XFL in October, Vince. That's not good for you and me. Yeah, yeah. That, that's. I, I think he's going to have a bounce back here, though. I really do. All right, names that stand out here: Vernon Davis, the tight end, who's, you know, past his prime, but one of the better tight ends of the last decade. Yeah, if he still wants to play, uh, you know, why not? Uh, Kenneth Dixon, running back, who I believe held some kind of NCAA record when he left college, played for the Ravens. Louis, I think he was a Louisiana Tech player. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, he just got some burn with the Ravens last year. Is he still on the roster? Is the people saying he's going to get cut? Is that is that what the story is? He might have already been cut. Actually, we got. I don't know how updated NFL.com's list is. Um, yeah, what? Well, yeah, I guess I could see it. I'm just all about having players in the league, Bryant, that when they're playing in the game, the XFL is going to be able to put up graphics that say, this guy is his college's all-time leading whatever, you know, yards getter, receiver, running back. I think that's that's important, kind of. Well, you have to hype these players up. They have to seem legitimate. They have to seem like they're going to be a part of this good, crisp football that Oliver Luck always talks about. So yeah, Good throwing Chris up football. important stats and throw, throwing up important stats like that always makes sense uh, if they make sense, right? It, don't, don't make this a baseball thing where you know it's uh, he has the highest batting average when it's seventy four degrees on a Tuesday on the second Tuesday of a month. Like don't do things like that. But if it, if it's rel- uh, relatable stats uh, in terms of yardage and, and passing and all that stuff for college, so be it. Can't really throw up any NFL things, can you? Yeah, I guess you could. You could yeah. say NFL three thousand yards in the NFL oh, or Super Bowl professional champion. yards. Super Bowl yeah. champion, hell yeah, you can. Uh, Kenneth Dixon is cur- still on the Ravens roster, Vince, but they did draft Justice Hill from Oklahoma yeah. State, fastest big, running back big in the Justice, draft. Big Justice Hill fan. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Let's go through some more names. Uh, all right, here you go, Cardell Jones. Yeah, he, he's going to the XFL. Uh, Kyle Lawletta, who's playing behind Daniel Jones and Eli right now in New York. I guess they have to keep three quarterbacks. Uh, uh, We did do a whole episode on this. Yeah, Um, they have another guy in the room, too. There's a fourth guy, too. Yeah. Um, Oh, here you go. The blueprint for Danny Etling, Terrell Pryor. (laughs) Terrell Pryor will will still be in the NFL. I, I, I feel confident in that. And Here's actually even better than saying you're your league's all-time leading whatever or a Super Bowl champion. Being able to put up the graphic, Bryant, next to a player's name in the XFL that says 
played for Nick Saban. Reggie Ragland, the linebacker, is, uh, I believe, in Kansas City and in danger of getting cut. More Alabama players, the better, I say. <laughs> That'd be a, a cool stat to see. Played for Nick Saban. Yes, no, checkbox, right? Just next to every single player. Uh, that'd be great. I'm really interested in seeing if this uh, Dominique uh, Rogers Cromartie can make it. Do- it's it's Dominique. Domain Dominique? No. No, you're thinking. Cl- Domain. Yeah, you're talking. Yeah, you were no. talking to Cajun it's, guys on our Patreon. Cajun. You were talking to Cajun guys on our Patreon, and now you're confused. That's Dominique Rogers Cromartie. Well, if you want to talk about a, a graphic you could put up on the screen, what's this one like? Father of 12 <laughs> children? Or no, that's not. That's Antonio Cromartie that had the 18 kids or whatever. Dominique Rogers Cromartie is just the guy who got toasted by Santonio Holmes in the Super Bowl. That's his claim to fame. <laughs> Alan, I know you're trying to wrap up here, but I did send a list if you guys want to check it out. These are top remaining free agents that are at no training camps. Uh, real quick, do you see anybody that can uh, be XFL bound? Hmm, Mason Foster would be huge. I mean, that's a tackling machine right there. He just got cut. There's no way in in under the you know God's hot sun, Corey Lugit's going to stay a free agent and not go to another NFL team. Ooh, Michael Crabtree. Playing for Hal Mummy's offense, Vince. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good right there. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Vince that excited in a very long time for something. <laughs> um, also, gotta say, uh, I would be very interested in. Des Bryant in the XFL would probably be the biggest spectacle this side of Johnny Manziel joining the league. I think yeah. that would be the the craziest sign of them all. Did he ever? Did he play at all last year? No, his first I, practice no, he, with he, the he, Saints, he, he got he, hurt. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I don't. Two days he after did. he signed, yeah. Towards so yeah, it could I don't happen. Know if he's ready. I, I can't believe Mo Wilkerson is on this list. I, I you got to think somebody signed him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He might be past his dude, his expiration date in the NFL too. You, you know, the, he ain't that old. These are really good players on the list. Bryant said uh, sent us, and a lot of these guys. Mike Daniels is already signing with the Lions after getting cut with the Packers. There was that was a shocker. Um, yeah, Eric Berry, you know, I mean, if it wasn't for illness, I mean, he's a you know one of the top players in the league. Uh, be interesting to see if somebody takes a shot on him. Yeah, and on your, I'd like to see the Steelers do it, to be honest. Yeah, man, I know they need a safety for sure, but that's not what we're talking about here. I want to talk about Michael Crabtree playing in Dallas. Landry <laughs> Jones to Michael Crabtree would sell all kinds of tickets. Yeah, in the I, XFL. Yeah, it would. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely right. And no, uh, this, these are not beyond the realm of possibilities, football freaks. This, these can be real quarterback to receiver connections we might see in the XFL if if the chips fall the right way. It's possible. It's it might be improbable, but I think there with the right you know nudging of players by agents and coaches and uh, confidants, it, it's possible, guys. Uh, it's definitely possible. And Alan, I'm trying to remember when those um, tiers were really announced. I want to say it was probably back in. Man, it's been a while now. I oh, don't get me to try to remember. I, I'm. <laughs> it was I'm early. Early, it was early in the year. I think it was February. 
of this year. So who knows if the XFL has kind of readjusted their their quotas? Who knows? They might be able to actually adjust and make pay these players even more. Well, yeah, you don't. You know, so you got to make adjustments sometimes based on what how negotiations are going. We'll see what what happens there if any news comes out about it. I think the only quota we need to hit for sure is uh, two Alabama players per team, just to give each franchise a little credibility. Vince, yeah, as many as you can get, as many SEC players as you can get. Oh, you're going by conference, which, <laughs> side note, we're, we're updating. I think we're updating it, right? We're putting the finishing touches on our conference breakdowns from the summer showcases. Bryant, we got we got to get that thing wrapped up because then that's the ultimate battle for conference supremacy in the XFL. I'll think about it. I'll, I'll put that. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll put it together. I, don't, I just don't want to get chastised by the fans out there if I do. Uh, Vince, you missed it this week. We talked about how Alabama – Basically, you have to beat Alabama to win the national title in college football. I was on our not at the XFL That's show. Kind of caught us much surprise. the way it's been for the past ten years. <laughs> I I don't see it slowing down. Yeah, anytime. That's why George is not winning. By the way, we're putting that out there as well. Yeah. Well, well, well I, hey, hey, save it for the other show. Save it. Save it for the other. Save that for the other show, Vince. I, know, I <laughs> This is one of those I really wanted to go another hour. I, I, there are other player names we could run down. The, the rule book is so close. I, I'm. Are you ready? Because the rule book's going to come out, and there's going right, right, to. We're going to have to do a lot more work. I mean, the reading, the dissecting, I, taking notes. I have been chomping at the bit since day one to to see what this rule book is going to be. I mean, Alan, we can we say that there's going to be a couple of not surprise, but out of the out of the ordinary shows coming up here. You know, when team names are announced, when this rule book comes out, those things are probably going to call for a special episode. So stay tuned, right? I think on YouTube and things like that. I would say. Oh, I love a stay tuned, and I love putting stuff up on our YouTube page, which everybody should for sure uh, follow our channel. We've got. All of our interviews there separated from episodes, or you can listen to full episodes, exclusive shows, exclusive content there. And, of course, the Patreon is the the stylish way, the best way to ride down the road to 2020. I mean, we're, we're – and, yeah, we have so many ideas for, for new shows. We've got July's bonus show coming up, a big one for the month. And, oh, man, it, it's, it's just getting more and more fun with the, the – putting content out there and hopefully everybody's enjoying it we know you are because we can see you're listening and and because you know the league is listening so we're all getting together and uh this crazy thing called the xfl is only 28 weeks away and i will talk all every second all leading up to it should i just do this show as a marathon the rest of the way should i end the music guys i'll keep going i'll keep going vince <laughs> I no, think I'll, maybe maybe the week leading up to it, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll do a, a, wedding a telethon or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, fine. I'll take that advice. It's probably sound, but I I could if I want if, if you wanted me to, I could. Uh, you guys got anything else to say though? Since we are wrapping up here, I'm just, just no man, let's keep, do this. keep an eye on 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 who's packing their bags. Yes, eye on the training camp. Tra- training camps, and, everybody. And more specifically, keep your eye on whatever Michael Crabtree is doing. Oh, I th- <laughs> we got Vince really excited there, Brian. That was mission accomplished for this week. Yeah, if you can get that reaction out of Vince, you've had a great show. I'll say that it might be the best one we've ever done in that regard. And everybody, remember as we speak, as you're listening to this, probably uh, the the 
league is at the spring league right now, and they are putting the finishing touches on concepts for the broadcasts and rule book. And it, it is, and players are there also showcasing talents at the spring league. It is a very crucial weekend for the XFL. So we'll uh, kind of recap what we hear from that as well next week. And, of course, the show drops every single Sunday on all podcast platforms. Subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends. Hit up the Patreon. Follow us at XFL Show on all social media. And uh, keep those eyeballs on training camp, everybody. For Vince, for Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.